Even in the midst of all of this, you know, you see them trying to offer expiring Kyrie contract. You see them try and get something for James Harden. You see them trying, man. But where are these internal issues stemming from? Because there's only really one constant around here. It's... I am your and we are back. Y'all know that's right. Back again for a jam-packed show episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another illustrious episode rendition of the plug. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man for Ross in the building. And I got with me my brother, my partner in crime, Coat to the CEO, Stir to the Fry, Ty. Tyler, how you feeling today, my brother? I'm feeling good, man. We got a great show for y'all. Hidden agendas in Brooklyn, rising from the ashes of the old big three. Wild trade deadline. We're recapping all that and more. Keep it locked. It's the plug. How you doing? My brother, my dog, my co-host, Faraz. As my boy Popcon would say, I'm feeling nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling good, brother. You know what I'm saying? Always good to get back on wax. No complaints. No complaints. Uh, Tyler, how you feeling today, bro? Everything all right? All things are good, man. But that same can't be said for Brooklyn. Man, what's really going on? Super Bowl tried to distract y'all, but we're here to catch y'all up. The one-time big three is now dismantled. James Harden was first. Thank Kai. Finally, Durant. All but KD have spoken since leaving Brooklyn. And there's an alarming sentiment that's been shared between the co-stars down in Brooklyn. Former co-stars at that. Yes, They talk about getting out of Brooklyn as if they're running away from Idaho. (laughs) You said it. You hit the nail on the head, brother. And before we get into it, man, if you guys like uh, any of our content, if you guys like this video, please, we really appreciate you guys liking and subscribe on that channel. Turn in post notifications on. Any little support would be much appreciated. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So helping us is helping yourself. And don't ever play yourself. Back to the plug. Yeah, man, Ty, you said it. You think that they were trying to leave the Pacers, you know what I'm saying? Like, with, with the way that they're trying to get out of here with the quickness. But uh, it's really proved that Brooklyn has not been a place where superstars can thrive. You know, we've seen that with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Darren Williams was there. Even Gerald Green had a shot at wearing the black and white, you know? Something about stars and Brooklyn just ain't meshing, man. And it just hasn't worked out so far. Yeah, man, listen to these quotes. James Harden, I didn't just ask to leave for no reason. There was a lot of dysfunction, internal things. I'm never going to put it out there. Kyrie claiming the Nets disrespected him, saying, and I quote, he's glad that KD got up and out of there. It makes you wonder about the guys running the ship. What's really going on in Brooklyn? Joe Sy, Sean Marks, they got a lot of credit coming in. Joe Sy, the owner that's not afraid to spend. Sean Marks, the guy that made something out of nothing with no picks in sight. In the twilight after the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett trade where they were just stranded without assets. And he pulls together a team of fun bunch. Spencer Dinwiddie round one in Brooklyn. You know, Joe Harris, the gang. An overachieving bunch. But ever since, like my co-host Faraz mentioned, them stars came to Brooklyn. Things have not looked the same. Yeah, man. You said it perfectly. Um, And listen, you know, they've lost three of the best players in the league in the last two years. You know what I mean? Really, it feels like less than that with James Harden leaving at the back end of last season. Man, these Brooklyn Nets, something is just off. You know what I mean? You see management making the moves to get a big-name coach. You know, the coach didn't have experience. It didn't work out. See management making the moves to sacrifice to win now. You know what I mean? Even in the midst of all of this, you know, you see them 
trying to offer an expiring Kyrie contract, you know, to a place where they, he didn't necessarily want to go. You see them try and get something in return for James Harden. You see them trying, man, but so far, unfortunately, they have not been successful. And it makes you lead to ask the question, right? What, where are these internal issues stemming from? Because there's only really one constant around here, and it's the owners. Look, man, let's take it back. The first sign of trouble, KD's foot, his big toe is on the line. <laughs> they do not advance in the playoffs. Their sole one-round victory coming off that, and James Harden wants out. Okay, they'd move him. All of those picks that they traded to get him? Gone. Gone. 23, 25, 27 swaps and 24, 26. We're talking about three first round picks unprotected and then two more swaps. At that point, the Nets had a decision to make. Kyrie, he's doing his own thing. He's out there in the corner. Kevin Durant, you got the top three guy in the roster. You have a decision. You can keep pushing forward. All right, we're going to move Kyrie, but we're going to get players right now. I think that was kind of the thought process. Dorian Finney-Smith, if they know KD's walking, I don't think they bring him back. But once that trade was made, you look at that, okay, we moved two top 15 guys, and the best guy we got back was Dorian Finney-Smith. Yikes. Ben Simmons was supposed to be that future all-star. Well, we all know how that's going. He just had a press conference where he said himself, I won't expect to be myself for for a long time. You kind of forced KD's hand. Ah, man, it's funny that Ben Simmons' first name starts with a B because he's an absolute bum. Unfortunately, man, the Brooklyn Nets' problems have been exasperated by the likes of Ben Simmons, guys like him, you know what I mean? Whether it's giving up too much for guys who don't want to stay there or giving up too much for too little, like giving up James Harden for for Ben Simmons, basically straight up, you know, giving up Kyrie Irving for Dorian Finney-Smith and other players and options i mean don't get me wrong the kai situation is a little bit different given his contract was expiring but kd i mean they, they get mikhail bridges they get jay crowder but i'm like man brooklyn you couldn't finesse a, even a chris paul out of that you couldn't finesse a devin booker you couldn't finesse even an ayton you gave up a top two guy you know what i mean to these guys and you're not even getting a top 50 guy you know um, it's tough. It's really tough. And again, I'm not hitting on Mikel Bridges, right? He was defensive, second in defensive player of the year voting last year. Very above average score, about 17 per game in the season right now. Picked up Cam Johnson, who's very solid. You know, rookie, not a rookie, but a younger guy with a lot of potential, very high ceiling. Great defender, great score. So, I mean, they, they got pieces, but you alluded to it. I mean, you have three of the best guys in the league. You got nothing for him. Nothing guaranteed, at least. And I think that kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. Like, what are are these guys in ownership and what are the general managers here thinking, you know? Yeah, and they had the opportunities. We heard all the rumors the first time this trade was requested by Kevin Durant over the summer. They could have had Jalen Brown. They could have had CP, the point guard. They could have had their choice of guys. But, again, a head-scratcher in Brooklyn choosing to go a different direction. And um, I'm going to credit Eddie Gonzalez for this. He's on the ETC podcast with one on Kevin Durant. He said the reason why you see top 15 guys leave and you don't even have an all-star coming back is because Kai and Harden on the way out tanked their value. We know what Kyrie did, James Harden. He had some similar sentiments, not to the vaccine stuff, not to the same level, but kind of demolishing his trade value on the way out. 
Undoubtedly, yep. Well, that leaves yep. Brooklyn in the place where, yes, they just acquired five picks. Yes, they just got seven seconds. But when you look at that combined with what they gave to Houston, they're really not in too much better of a position. Correct, correct. And, you know, who doesn't love to see the return of Spencer Dinwiddie? You know what I mean? Who's a Brooklyn faithful not too long ago. Who doesn't like to see, you know, this team take a different approach? I mean, they're not star-studded. The expectations have dropped. Who doesn't like to see these guys, you know, come get traded to a situation where no one expected anything? They still have the opportunity to be a playoff team. Maybe they steal a series from somebody. You know, who doesn't want to see these uh, feel-good stories, man? But at the end of the day, man, the Brooklyn Nets welfare is in trouble. I mean, how it's just like, man, you're giving up gold for silver. In the long run, it doesn't add up. And as you said it, you know, you got to blame the likes of James Harden, the likes of Kyrie. I mean, James Harden was basically sitting, not playing. When he was playing, he was terrible. You know, that led to an even worse Ben Simmons being traded to the squad. And Kyrie, I mean, the thing about Kyrie is it's really the things off the court that has tanked his value. It has nothing to do with the things on the court. I mean, all-star starter, 27 points per game. This guy Kyrie Irving is the truth, man. You know, so I don't know. But if there's one thing I know for sure is it stinks to be a Brooklyn Nets fan right now. Only yeah, right Brooklyn Nets fan in the building. What's uh, up? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the, from the ashes of that big three... The Harden, Kai, KD, Brooklyn rise a team with picks on picks, promising young players a fan base to get behind. And a three seed, a four seed in the East. Okay, this is still a playoff team. I think they're still going to make it. They're looking at about 25 games left in the season. Man, they still got a lot of talent. Jared Allen's playing like an all-star. They're still going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I agree. There's no doubt about it. And I mean, look at the, some of the guys that they picked up. Dorian Finney-Smith, a longtime contributor for the Dallas Mavericks in their playoff runs, very deep playoff run last year. You look at Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, part of the Suns' deep run to the finals not too long ago. I mean, there's promise here. You've got Joe Harris. You've got Clax. You know what I mean? You've got Jock Vaughn, who before all of this nonsense was in the running for coach of the year. Can't forget about that. I ain't sleeping on my boy, Mr. Vaughn. You know what I'm saying? And so, but yeah, nah, man, I saw that to say, you know, this is a team with still a lot of promise, but there's a difference between a team that would be failing if they didn't make a championship and a team that's hit their stride and their ceiling if they win a playoff round. You get what I'm saying? That's big facts, man. And uh, we spent enough time on Brooklyn and burying them. It's time to uh, talk about some other things that happened at the trade deadline. Well, KD, he he's, has some new colors, man. It looks weird to see him in purple and orange. That That's crazy. But, bro, CP3, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant. A big four you can get behind in Phoenix. KD was already in his new city for the Super Bowl. I mean, reportedly celebrating in the company of Michael Rubin, Travis Scott, Drake, and, and a few others. Uh, he's also going back to 35, leaving that number seven in Brooklyn to collect dust. How do you think the new team will fare? This Phoenix Suns team we knew was really a piece away from being perennial championship contenders. I mean, they were on the cusp. I mean, I let's give them their flowers. They're not on the cusp. They were championship contenders. They are championship contenders. But the fact that they've added a top two guy to their roster. This Phoenix Suns team has really turned up the heat. A solar flare, dare I say, because they're looking scary, man. Again, DeAndre Ayton, top 10 center in the league. Chris Paul, arguably one of the best point guards of all time. 
You know what I mean? Devin Booker, arguably one of the best shooting guard or number two scorers. I say number two, I mean at the two position, you know, behind the likes of a of a Kobe and an MJ based on, you know, his 70-point scoring outburst and everything like that. Again, I'm not saying he's third, but you get you get the gist. Then you add the slim reaper. Then you add easy money sniper. Again, for those at home who don't know, those are the same person. But yes. This team is on the cusp of winning a championship. I think the expectations are so high in Phoenix right now that if they don't win a ring, might have to give them this season. But if they don't win a ring, it's a failure. That's my opinion of the whole matter. Well, yeah, that that expectation is following Kevin Durant wherever he goes, it seems like. But, bro, I think you hit it on the head. That's four top 50 guys, I think, undoubtedly, even with the regression of Chris Paul, even with DeAndre Aiden leaving a little bit to be desired. Correct. And in the top 10 guys, there's two of them. That's at least on my list because Devin Booker is that guy for me. I think the chemistry between those two, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, is going to be interesting to watch. This has been Book's franchise since he came into the league. And now he's going to be the number two option in his hometown. So that's going to be a little bit of adjustment for him. We'll see how he handles it. But, bro, you look at that potential lineup and you're saying maybe, just maybe, all they need is a versatile 3 and D small forward Someone like a, a, a Cam Johnson or a Mikael Bridges or, or, or Jay Crowder. <laughs> I know they had all three of those guys, but, bro, that's what comes with acquiring top three guys in the NBA. You're going to have to part with some talented young players as well. So, I mean, look for them to be active on the buyout market, right? I don't know what threes are going to be available. Carmelo Anthony doesn't exactly fit the bill. They need more defense. But, man, scary hours are coming to Phoenix as soon as – that knee feels good enough for the Slim Reaper. There's no doubt about it, man. You alluded to the chemistry, right? Even though Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have never played together on an NBA floor, this is not their first time playing together, at least on the same floor, man. Rico Hines worked out a couple years ago. Devin Booker, KD was in the gym, and these guys was getting buckets. And who would have thought a short four years later it would be eluding to one of the best potential championship teams we've seen in a very long time. I mean, this Phoenix Suns team very much so deserves their flower. I mean, they gave up some pieces, but gained a lot and then some. You know, again, championship contenders, no doubt. They've got the facilitating and the playmaking. They've got the scoring. They've got the rebounding. They've got the defense. This is their championship to lose. And Phoenix has been a team fiending. I mean, absolutely itching for a championship you know the last time they got anywhere near this was the most recent finals that they lost to the bucks before that 1993 was their only other finals appearance man so this phoenix team is itching for a chip and man i hope they get it because man they deserve it i don't want to see my boy cp3 with a ring that's a fact the land of the valley the valley of the land i don't know which way that goes but i would love <laughs> to see them win one too bro phoenix is uh is well deserving matt ishbia got approved on a friday or a monday and then the same day he he fires the general manager isaiah thomas two days later he makes his team nba final favorites that's insane <laughs> he said yeah whatever it takes go get me 35 and that's what they did West, look out. <laughs> the Suns are coming. But with that being said, man, we spent a lot of time on the Brooklyn Nets, spent a lot of time on KD, the Phoenix Suns, man. The other big movers, other team that made a humongous splash 
during the trade deadline is none other than the Los Angeles No, I'm kidding. The Lakers, baby. The Lakers, man. Some good news surrounding this franchise for once, man. Ty, man, let me get your thoughts on on how the Lakers did in this trade deadline. Good news? I guess that depends on who you're asking. Uh, (laughs) We know what happened. Russell Westbrook is no longer wearing the purple and gold. Uh, An experiment that failed miserably. The Lakers parting with one of those coveted picks. Jeannie Buss has been clutching her pearls for the last two years, not (laughs) trading one of these first. But hey, for the right price and getting Russell Westbrook off the books, that pick is now gone. The outcry of support for Russ, all those, this is the side of Russ they don't want you to see type memes. <laughs> Guys, it ain't that deep. <laughs> we just tired of watching him dribble into double teams and turn the ball over. I'm not assassinating his character. Most of the NBA fans are just tired of seeing him try to smash the square peg through a round hole. But bro, I'm worried about Russell Westbrook. I think he gets bought out, and I'm not sure he lands on another team this season. Ah, man, this is the thing. We've seen these kind of events happen with with NBA players we know can still hoop because, unfortunately, an image or or a light that they were painted as or underneath, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Melo, the most recent, you know, example of that was out the league for two years, and we knew he could still hoop. You know, picked up by Portland for a season, showed that he can be very, very effective as a sixth man or as a guy off the bench. Did some work with the Los Angeles Lakers, was one of the lone bright spots for the team last year. And, you know, I would hate to see a player of Russell Westbrook's caliber who's inarguably, you know, a top 75 guy all time. You know, he's already he's already got that accolade. You know, there's no doubt about it. His name has unfortunately picked up some stain. I don't think it's deservedly so. As you mentioned, we're unfortunately a little tired of watching basically, as you said, a round peg into a square hole or vice versa because, you know, Russ just does not fit with the Lakers. But I'm going to have to disagree with you. I see Russell Westbrook being able to make an impact on a lot of franchises, you know, maybe not winning franchises, but I can see him making an impact. I mean, just off the top. That's the part I agree with you on. The impact would undoubtedly be there. We got Paul George screaming for him down in the Clippers. They want him to bring him in. But you said it's not for a good team. A good team, if they don't want him, it has to be a bad team that's competing for a lottery spot. And why would they want him? Because the turnover rate now is like, there is this middle ground where players get lost when you're not good enough to truly like move us up a couple seeds. But you're going to you have this presence, you have this persona where you're going to take up time and shine and play time from all these young guys that we've already invested draft picks into and win some games. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You brought up Carmelo's name. The thing I the guy I compare it to is actually Allen Iverson. Similar type Mm. of persona came up and acted completely different versus everyone else that was in the league at that time. And guess how old he was when he got kind of kicked out the back door of the NBA? 34 turning five. Yeah. Russell Which Westbrook was... is 34 right now turning 35. That's and okay. I know. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. And that's the thing. AI still had a lot left in the tank. Russell Westbrook, we all know, has a lot left in the tank. But unfortunately, once you're painted underneath a certain light, there's only 30 teams who can give you a job. 
And if all 30 have given up or passed up on the opportunity, well, shoot, got to start looking elsewhere or just think about hanging it up. I don't think that's the case exactly with Russell Westbrook, but I like that that comp with AI. I think it was a great comp. I think, you know, their impacts are similar. You know, I mean, Melo was a scorer just like the rest, but I mean, being at the one position, being a little smaller for your position, however, size not defining your game, but explosiveness, attitude, and fashion off the court. Great comparison. But, uh, and I even think this, man, I don't think Russell Westbrook is going to be the difference between a championship or not, but I think he's the difference between a 10th seed and an 8th seed. I think he's the difference between a, a 15th seed and a 10th seed. You know, Russell Westbrook can still give you a triple double every night. We saw it damn near off the bench. Let's hear it this because you're you're the you're the rust defender on this podcast for sure. I, I see you getting to work right now. Well, at least on this team, on this topic. <laughs> yeah, the team with the most steam in terms of picking him up is actually your Chicago Bulls. Is that something you would want? I actually hate you. <laughs> like I actually really hate Donovan you for connection. saying it like that. Coached him back in OKC. <laughs> no, you're, but yes. I mean, if I if I have to pick between him and Lonzo, no. But if I have to pick between him and Kobe White and Alex <laughs> Caruso starting, then yes, I'm going with Russ, man. But I hate you for asking that question in that light. Because once you bring it close to home, the answers change. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, very smart question. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. To be quite frank, I don't want to just say no up front. But if I've got Lonzo there and I know that I can rely on him coming back and being consistent, then no. I don't want Russell Westbrook because this team does need another shooter. It doesn't need another ball-heavy ball handler who can only really score in the inside of the mid-range or whatever. I mean, that's basically a version of DeMar DeRozan who rebounds and passes the ball better, you know? Yeah, without the mid-range elite game. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I don't think Russell Westbrook could still give you 25-30 in this league. Maybe. You if know, but you I let don't know. him go, but that's I don't know who's willing to let him go anymore. And yeah. that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we've, we're, we've kind of come back to an agreement here at the end. It's not like we've disagreed about Russell's ability, but we're both in agreement here that it'll be tough for him to make impacts on winning teams, and he'd be basically too good for losing teams. You know what I mean? Where, you know, if he was on a losing team, they're not in the Wimbayama series right now. So, yeah, you said it perfectly. And I hate to see it, man, because Russell is one of those guys that I think, you know, he's an all-time guy. I think he's one of those guys that you're not going to see Every day, I don't think we're ever going to see somebody put up triple double numbers like we're seeing Russell Westbrook do. And if we do, it's not going to be a guard standing at six one or six two or six three or whatever it is. All right, man, y'all heard our thoughts. I'm curious to hear yours. But for now, that's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books for us. Any final thoughts, uh, guys? Before we end this episode of the pod, big shouts out to the good people over at EvanAlexanderGroman.com, the only place. To get your beard, care, hair, care, skin, care, and everything else. You know, Ty, let them know a little bit more about what they could do with EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Yeah, man, that's the best place to keep that hairline looking right and tight. Keep that beard full. You know, you got that Patches hands. Check out EvanAlexanderGrooming.com, man. Make sure you guys use that promo code hoop underscore plug underscore. They'll get you right. All right. For us, why don't you let them know where we put that flavor? As always, everybody, thank you for tuning in and put some flavor in your ear. Peace.